Lecture topic: Virtues of the first ten days of Zul Hijjah. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi aladhi nistafa. Amma baadu faaroo billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. والفجر وليال عشر وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما عمل ابن آدم من عمل يوم النحر أحب إلى الله من إهراق الدم أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسوسفتر الله كرام بدرس نلبس Allah Ta'ala has created us and Allah Ta'ala has described the purpose of this creation. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah Ta'ala says we have not created jinnat and insan except for our ibadat, for our worship. So this is the purpose of our existence on earth. Everything else is secondary, everything else is to just assist us in this very purpose of life. But insan being insan, khuliqal insanu da'ifa, this insan is very weak. Insan forgets from time to time what is his purpose in life. And things that should never be in his life start becoming sometimes his objective. That starts becoming his main focus in life, his day and night starts revolving around it, his heart and mind gets immersed in it, his every thing is now with regards to whatever he has made his purpose, for somebody it might be perhaps some sport, for somebody it might be some business, for somebody it might be some profession, for somebody it might be something else. So all these things start becoming sometimes objectives. So in any case, insan being very weak, we from time to time lose our focus. But Allah Ta'ala out of His grace and mercy, purely this is His fazal and karam, Allah Ta'ala grants us such occasions from time to time, that in these occasions, even the person who became a bit neglectful, somebody became lax, somebody forgot his purpose and objective but those occasions become such that it makes a person think again makes him stop makes him start reflecting makes him start getting into action in terms of his purpose in life so hopefully that carries him again month of Ramadan passed this was the entire month was meant to boost this very same objective boost this purpose in life that what we came for and then the month of Ramadan finished off and the Mubarak days commence already the months of Hajj and now in the months of Hajj we are coming to an extremely important came already to an extremely important time now in this time the virtues of this time are such that any person who has any little bit of understanding of what these virtues are then it will propel him towards doing as much as possible in terms of ibadat. 
So now this should be an ongoing thing. This should be something that should be part and parcel of a mu'min's life. That apart from the first salah, which is obviously compulsory, there is no question about ever compromising the first salah. And together with the first salah goes the wajib, sunnat muakkada. There is no question about compromising this as well. But that is not where it finishes off. That is fundamental, that is compulsory. But that is not where it finishes. For a mu'min, for a lover of Allah wa ta'ala, for an ashiq, for a person who has understood his purpose in life, for a person who knows what his direction is, where his destination is, and he's focused towards that, it doesn't stop here. It goes way beyond this. This is only the starting. Like a person eating just to save his life, any person who has more than that, he doesn't stop there, that this much will save my life, I don't need to eat more. But he's rather looking for the better food and delicacies and whatever else treats he wants to have from time to time. So a person who knows his destination, he understands where he's heading to, and he realizes that time is of the essence. What's tomorrow Allah knows, we have no idea. Whether we are around or not, we have no idea. And today, not today, now is only, only the time. Then that person changes his approach to things, his focus in life. Like the many, many personalities, right from the Sahaba Ikram, the Tabi'een, the Tabi Tabi'een, every era, the pious people, all who took the legacy from legacy of Rasulullah to heart, how they conducted themselves. Just to touch on a few of these incidents, just to get a little bit of a glimpse, very, very brief glimpse. Sufyan Thawri, rahimahullah, was a very great muhaddith, faqih, he was a contemporary of Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullahi, and very great scholar. Now this personality, every morning, when it's time for Fajr, for time for Fajr, so he's lying down on the floor with his legs propped up on the wall. He's lying on the floor, legs propped on the wall, Fajr time. I say, but why is he going to sleep Fajr time? So he wasn't going to sleep because he would stand such lengthy, for such lengthy rakats the whole night. So now to just get the circulation in order again, because for so long he was standing in one spot, this was in emulation of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when Nabi sallallahu would stand for such lengthy rakats, hatta tawarrama qadamah, until his mubarak feet would start swelling. So now after such lengthy rakats and standing motionless, so now to just get the, like the pins and needles sometimes, a person starts feeling that kind of sensation, sometimes it's gone numb, he can't even walk easily, that was the reason. Now the whole night was spent in Ibadat, and who was this person? The whole day he was sleeping? No, no, he wasn't sleeping the whole day. The whole day he was involved in teaching Hadith Sharif and teaching Deen and Sayyid bin Jubair Rahimahullah, very great Tabi'i. Says often he would spend the whole night and sometimes one ayat the whole night. On one occasion, one ayat he continued repeating because of how this captivated him at that moment. وَمْتَازُ الْيَوْمَ أَيُّهَا الْمُجْرِمُونَ The ayat of the Surah Yaseen where Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah will announce that oh you criminals stand aside those who have been disobedient to Allah Ta'ala 
those who had been involved in all kinds of vices and sin didn't make Tawbah and they didn't gain their forgiveness and now they are on the day of Qiyamah and this announcement will be made can we imagine that situation Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us from it so this scene gripped him in such a way he spent the whole night reciting the same ayat Imam Abu Hanifa it is mentioned about him for 40 years for 40 years he performed Fajr Salah with the wudu of Isha Salah Fajr Salah with the wudu of Isha Salah because it meant he never slept the whole night and the whole night he was in the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala for 40 full years on one occasion he came to an ayat and got stuck he got stuck he couldn't continue why he got stuck because of the same scene not because he didn't know the ayat coming he was so consumed by this and weeping so profusely at it that on the day of Qiyamah in Jannat the Jannatis will say فَمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا وَوَقَانَا عَذَابَ السَّمُومِ Allah Ta'ala has greatly favored us saved us from the fire of Jahannam what a great favor Allah has blessed us with this whole scene was in front of him and he went on repeating this and carried on he just couldn't go to the next ayat the whole night came out one occasion he comes into the masjid after Isha Salah he is now busy reciting the Quran Sharif in his Salah and he comes to فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهَ فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًا يَرَهَ The person who has done one atom's worth of good, he'll see it also. And the one who's done one atom's worth of evil, that too he'll see it. Meaning if he hasn't made Tawbah, he hasn't cleaned out his slate, this will also come up on the day of Qiyamah. And the person now who had to close the masjid and go, he saw him, he said, okay, now leave it, he might. So he went away and he came back when he came back before Fajr he is still in the same place in the same manner reciting the same ayat and Imam Sahib realized this person has come in somebody has come in that's when he now quickly terminated the salah and he told him you will never speak about this as long as I am alive and these are just some incidents in the life of the Aslaf then as we go through all the various periods of time among our Akavir of more recent times we find the same zeal of ibadat, of how they really immerse themselves in the worship of Allah Ta'ala. Hazrat Shaykh Al-Hindma, Mahmood Hassan, Yobandi, Rahmatullah Similarly, he would stand lengthy rakats. And often now, because of those lengthy rakats, his feet would start swelling. When that would happen, he would be elated. Subhanallah, he would be elated. Elated, why? This is not something in somebody's volition, somebody's choice. It is not in his control that something like this happens. But he should become so happy that this is not a sunnah that you can choose to do. But this was something that happened to Nabi Wasallam. Allah Ta'ala made it happen to me as well due to standing in salah. How fortunate I am. That elation. That elation that this ghair ikhtiyari sunnah. Something not in a person's ability. Not in his choice of his own accord. He can decide he wants to do it. But it happened. And this is to make him so happy. Subhanallah. Hazrat Sheikh Mawlana Khalil Ahmad Saharam Puri Rahmatullah It was his ma'amul and his daily practice. He would decide three paras in Tahajjud Salah. And that too in a very very calm manner. And his daughter got very very ill. And she was ill for a while. And then she got even more ill. The one night it was obvious she's not, the signs are there. Doesn't seem like she's going to make it past tonight. And now he is there at the bedside. And 
he is now between this on the one side this is looking like the last moments but on the other side it's time for tahajjud now and my mamul and recitation of three paras so he told everybody else please remain and he started his tahajjud and he was making shorter rakats but every now and again finishing off two rakats checking everything is what's going on starting the next two rakats continued in this manner reciting a little at a time to the point that his three rakats three paras got completed and then he just came back to the bedside and shortly thereafter she passed away then it was still some little time left for tahajjud now his daughter has just passed away what can we imagine the scene at that time but then too he turns to his family and says to her that look there's still a few minutes little while whatever time it might have been there's still some time of tahajjud left so you can also quickly make your two rakats that zeal for ibadat and then these people didn't sleep the whole day that they were now entire night in ibadat so the whole day they were probably fast asleep no no the whole day also they were immersed in deen so this is just a very small glimpse of what zeal of ibadat these people had why did they have the zeal of ibadat imam ahmad bin hammal rahmatullah alayhi because of proclaiming the truth and he refused to twist and turn anything for the whims of the rulers of the time it was a matter of aqida there's no need to go it's a very academic issue but he expressed the truth as it was and the rulers of the time were not happy about this so they imprisoned him so the first night in prison and he stayed 28 months in prison the first night in prison in total darkness now he is feeling his way looking for water now there should be some water somewhere so in any case eventually his hand fell on some water so he made wudu and spent the entire night in salah and it was his practice is to make 300 rakats of nafil every night and in prison he used to be whipped and tortured it is mentioned that those that whipping was so severe that if it had to be that that kind of whipping if an any an elephant had to be subjected to it that elephant won't bay but with all that too his salah of the night didn't get left now this was a zeal where the zeal came from how did this happen we can't even dream about it but that's why we are speaking about it so that we start dreaming about it and we will not be able to probably get to one fraction of it but at least it brings us somewhere one step ahead at least our daily first salah comes in place our sunnat e muakkada doesn't ever get missed and some nawafil also start coming in sunnat e ghair muakkada some nawafil and some further ibadat because we are after all on the same path we are heading to the same destination and allah knows best when our time comes today we are here tomorrow is another day we don't know whether we going to be around so allah taala out of his grace and mercy brings about these occasions from time to time that these are such auspicious occasions my bandas who became neglectful they fell into some ghaflat they too will probably sit up and take note and come back on track they'll exert themselves a little bit that little exertion that will become a means of inshallah continuing with something thereafter it will bring the focus back it will bring the direction again so that's the mindset with which we need to understand and view these mubarak days it's not just something that came and went last year also it came and went before as well now somebody is 50 years old so maybe already from the time he was of age now 35 times 40 times it's now come to his life so what now he'll come again what we did previously how much did we make use of that mubarak moments correctly 
If not, now we are already in these Mubarak days, the first 10 days of Zul Hijjah. These are such Mubarak days that one is that right in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam. Wal fajr walayalin ash. Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam on the 10 nights. Walayalin ash. And the Mufassirin explain that the 10 nights refers to the 10 nights of, Layla, of Zul Hijjah. First 10 nights of Zul Hijjah. It's become a scholarly, it was a scholarly debate, a debate among the Muhaddithin that which is more virtuous the 10 days of Zul Hijjah, the first 10 days of Zul Hijjah or the last 10 nights of Ramadan the fact that this became a debate now the last 10 nights of Ramadan, everybody knows the virtue of it everybody mashallah tries to do something more in that time everybody becomes more conscious, the person who probably didn't perform the farsala before Ramadan he too is making some nawafil in these Mubarak nights you all alhamdulillah understand the virtue of it can we imagine now the virtue of these 10 days of Zul Hijjah that this became a debate and the lengthy issue but some muhaddisin finally came to the conclusion the first 10 days of Zul Hijjah the first 10 days of Zul Hijjah are the most virtuous days from the 365 days of the year there is no other day set of 10 days that can compare in virtue to the first 10 days of Zul Hijjah and the last 10 nights of Ramadan are greater in virtue so this is the reconciliation between the to reconcile between all the various ahadis this is the middle path to understand the virtue of both that the most virtuous set of 10 days are the first 10 days of Zul Hijjah and the most virtuous nights the last 10 nights of Ramadan but that already highlights what period of time we've just entered now when this great Mubarak time has come, such a great Mubarak time, where Allah wa Ta'ala shows down His special mercies. The Hadith Sharif Nabi Salaam says, مَا مِنْ عَمَلٍ مَا مِنْ عَمَلٍ أَحَبُّ إِلَى اللَّهِ مِنْ عَمَلٍ فِي هَذِهِ الْأَيَّامِ الْعَشَرَ وَكَمَا قَالْ That there is no action that Ibn Adam has performed that is more beloved to Allah wa Ta'ala than the actions performed in these 10 days. What actions? Every single good deed. Every single good deed including one subhanallah a person can recite. What alhamdulillah he recites. One Allahu Akbar. One two rakats of nafil. Whatever righteous deeds he will perform, the reward is so great and it's so beloved to Allah wa ta'ala more than any other amal done outside this time. When Nabi Salaam explained this, the Sahaba Ikram immediately asked the question because in their hearts and minds were so well embedded and so deep down in their hearts that the greatest amal is the amal of jihad after all where a person is going to sacrifice his life for Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and now this is being explained here which means that any amal performed in this time one subhanallah as well so they asked Nabi Sallallahu Walal jihadu fi sabilillah not even jihad in other times Nabi Sallallahu said, not even jihad in other times. Illa rajulun kharaja bi nafsihi wa malihi falam yarji' min habi shay'in. Except the person went with his life and all his possessions, he spent everything in the path of Allah Ta'ala and he gave his life in the path of Allah Ta'ala, nothing came back. His reward may be greater. His reward is greater. But other than that, nobody can compare. 
Now somebody will say, but okay, I already made ten rakats now, or five rakats, or two rakats, Allah, not five, no five rakats, but two rakats, or four rakats. And then I made half parat ilawad, so now I did my enough now for the night. So now the rest of the night you've gone to sleep. She says, no, well, i got so much social media to do, you know, I'm such an important person. i got so many followers. You know, I'm all over the place. I've got 5,000 followers. And somebody got 10,000 followers. And now because we've got so many followers now, we have to keep feeding the followers. Now social media has become the buzz. And everybody is on some Twitter and some this and that and the other. And they're building up their following. So now all this Mubarak time also is gone in that. Somebody wants to know what's happening throughout the world. The whole world's new scene is to know what's going on. And somebody is caught up in this, that and the other. And all these Mubarak moments are lost now. No, no, I already made half paratilawat. It's enough for the night. That too is if you made half paratilawat. But if somebody had to say that whoever comes, you know, the queue, one one at a time, but one coin at a time only, one Kruger and the long queue now, you stand in the line, and you come, you take one, you can go join the line again. So now you see the line again, maybe I'll get there by Fajr time for a second round. It doesn't matter, it's worth the while. Stand the whole night in the queue for a second round to get one more Kruger and We'll do it. Forget for a Kruger and They say, no, we're cutting the Kruger and in four pieces now. You're getting only quarter. Then two will do it. For that one quarter of that Kruger and we'll stand the whole night. But somebody says, but you already got one the first time round. Say, but it doesn't matter now, you're getting again. So now when there's more to come in terms of dunya, then we never content. That, well, I already got so much. I already got enough. I've got so much to eat in the, whole, in the house that for the whole month I won't be able to finish it off. She says, no, but we still need more. And there's so much already in terms of earnings, probably the next generation won't finish it too. No, we can't stop at that. But when it comes to ibadat and such great occasions, then somehow we're very content. That, well, I did something. Now, this is not the way we should be approaching these Mubarak days. We should be programming ourselves to try and take the maximum benefit. In one Hadith Sharif, in Tirmidhi Sharif, there's a narration, where Nabi Islam says that the virtue of these ten days, the fast of each day is equivalent to the fast of one year. And the ibadat of each night is equivalent to the ibadat of Laylatul Qadr. So this is a very, very virtuous time. Very greatly virtuous, full of rewards. So now, it's not for us to be fasting, it's nafil. But subhanallah, such great rewards, if not every day, some of the days. And if not any other day, then at least the ninth of Zul Hijjah. The ninth of Zul Hijjah is the day of Arafah. And the day of Arafah, in the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned, the person who fasts on this day, it becomes a compensation for the minor sins of the past year and the forthcoming year. Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy. So, we cannot afford to miss out on this. Such a great benefit. Such a great bounty. And in these 10 days, Nabi Islam has very greatly emphasized, فَأَكْثِرُوا Excessively recite, تَحْلِيل لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ تَحْمِيد Alhamdulillah, Takbir Allahu Akbar and in one rewired tasbih as well. Oh, the third kalima, if it's simple for us to remember it in that way, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Wala ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar. In another hadith, this has been termed as Afdalul Kalami ilallah, Ahabbul Kalami ilallah. The most beloved of all kalam and words to Allah wa ta'ala is this recitation of this tasbih, Subhanallah. Now, already today, the, from the time of Maghrib, the moon was sighted, the first of Zulhijjah commenced. 
Between then and now, if we haven't yet recited, we already lost so much of time. But now, we nevertheless, Allah give us tawfiq and give us little life and opportunity, we still have a chance. Now we have to focus our minds. And as much as possible, this is the zikr of the time. This is the zikr of the time. MashaAllah, many people keep like a tasbih counter or something on their hands as a reminder. So now this period of time, this is what Nabi Islam has emphasized. That excessively resides. Now we should daily be taking stock. Now what was my extent of response to this advice and this encouragement of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah's Nabi Islam is he's encouraging us do this. Excessively recite. For who? For us. For our benefit. Nabi Islam is giving us this for our benefit. So now at the end of the day we should take stock. Nabi Islam emphasized aktiru, excessively recite. How much I recited? Did I recite any degree of what can call, be called excessive? Or even little? So now we need to become conscious of it so that we start exerting ourselves to some degree. The nawafil to some extent. And whatever the amal as much as we can. And the entire purpose of all this is all this coming back on track as we mentioned right at the beginning because all our solutions lie, lie in deen everything lies in connecting ourselves to Allah wa ta'ala. and all the problems are drawn because of this this contact being severed or weakened or our focus getting changed or direction getting led somewhere else as a result of which the problems, difficulties, hardships come along Allah is giving us this opportunity to connect with Allah again Connect with Allah Ta'ala again, get back on track, and this will bring down the rahmat. This will bring down the barakat and blessings. Because now a person will become a little bit more conscious of it, at least some nawafil as well. So at least thereafter, inshallah, he won't miss his salah, his first salah at all. And now salah is where the solutions lie. sabri was salah. Allah Ta'ala says, seek Allah's help, whatever the problem might be. But now sometimes we go for everything else is a problem. We'll go for some taweez somewhere as well. We'll go to some medical things and go for some taweez as well. But we may in that time sometimes not even make two rakats nafil of salatul haja. So we connected ourselves to all the makhluk but forgot to collect ourselves to khaliq. That being in whose heart, hand lies everybody's heart. And in whose control lies everything. And who is the one that gives shifa from every illness? And who is the one who gives a solution to every problem? And that being who changes the hearts of people, that being who brings day from night and night from day, and who has created us and will take us to account again on the day of Qiyamah as well. We forgot to turn to Him. We turn to everybody else, we forgot to turn to Allah Ta'ala. Then when nothing else works, then we'll still think of someone else. We should do this nevertheless. We'll meet somebody or phone somebody and ask them to make dua. But sometimes we ourselves forget to make dua. Whereas the dua of the broken hearted person, that dua is very close to acceptance. Now that's, a, that's a moment of dua. That's a moment to really turn to Allah Ta'ala. When a person is really broken, person is down, is out, whatever the situation has been, and has really now brought that Humility from within that I, what is it? I thought I was somebody, something, but I'm so helpless now in this. Now when that humility has come, when the broken hearted, Allah says, I'm with the broken hearted. When they turn to me, when they turn to Allah. 
So now all this is meant to bring us back to that wherein our solution lies. That we connect ourselves to Allah wa ta'ala. Now it's this very Mubarak time, so we understand the value of Amal. So now we start becoming more conscious of Amal. Amal brings down the Rahmat. We start becoming more conscious of Dua. Dua is what's going to bring down the help of Allah Ta'ala. So this is a time not to be wild away, not to be just let by. Because we have no idea what's our tomorrow. It's every moment very valuable for us. So this is the one aspect in terms of the 10 days of Zul Hijjah and the day of Arafah. Then comes the 10th of Zul Hijjah which is the day of Nahar, Yawmul Nahar, the day of Qurbani, the day of sacrifice, Eid Al-Adha. And this too again is a very very important occasion. The night before Eid, that too is a very great night. In the Hadith Sharif it comes that the one who keeps the two nights of Eid alive, Allah Ta'ala will keep his heart alive when hearts will die. مَنْ أَحْيَا لَيْلَةَيِ الْعِيدَيْنِ لَمْ يَمُتْ قَلْبُهُ يَوْمَ تَمُوتُ الْقُلُوبُ One meaning of this is on the day of Qiyamah. That he will be kept still in his composure. But another explanation the Muhaddisin gave, that what kills the heart, while a person is living his heart dies. His heart dies as a result of fitna. That fitna that he allowed his heart to absorb. The fitna that came through the eyes. All the filth that was being watched. The fitna that came through the ears. The fitna that came through the tongue of the ghibat and the lying and the deception and the backbiting and whatever other evils of the tongue. And the heart died because what the heart itself was occupied in. Thinking about all vice and planning all evil and what not. So fitna kills the heart. And then one is the fitna that's surrounding all over the place and what not is going on. But a person who keeps the nights of Eid alive in reality, Allah Ta'ala will save his heart from getting affected by all these fitnas. Meaning he'll get saved from these things that kill the heart. This will become a means of protection from those vices and sins that become a means of killing the heart spiritually. So that is a very important occasion as well. Very often these are the times that just get wild away. Then the day of Eid. Regarding the day of Eid, Eid al-Adha, in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Wasallam has mentioned the virtue of Qurbani that on the day of Eid, مَا عَمِلَ إِبْنُ آدَمَ مِنْ عَمَلٍ يَوْمَ النَّحْرِ أَحَبَّ إِلَى اللَّهِ مِنْ إِهْرَاقِ الدَّمِ That on the day of Nahr, the day of Qurbani, person cannot do any action more beloved to Allah Taala than the slaughtering of the animals of Qurbani. Causing the blood of the Qurbani animal to flow in the name of Allah Ta'ala. There is no action that can equate this. Or no action that is more beloved to Allah Ta'ala than this. So this is a very very great amal for a person on whom, whom it is wajib. Then obviously there is no question of neglecting this wajib. He should be fulfilling it. But the virtues of it are tremendous as well. We have heard the virtues many times. Time is limited. But on the day of Qiyamah this will come with all its hay and hooves, its blood. These are the words mentioned in the Hadith Sharif. Biquruniha wa azlafiha, its horns, its hooves and the blood is mentioned. These are the things generally after an animal is slaughtered, these are the things discarded. Nobody uses it. The blood is already flown, the horns are thrown away sometimes maybe and the hooves are just discarded. What is meant to be said in the Hadith Sharif 
that even this will come to be weighed. What people discard is not going to be discarded on the day of Qiyamah. This too will be in the scales of good deeds of the person. But it won't weigh what it weighs in dunya. It will weigh a different weight in akhirat. And it will be very weighty on the scales of good deeds. So this is the virtue of the aspect of Qurbani. But there is one particular Hadith Sharif in the same vein in At-Targheeb or Targheeb Lama Mundiri Rahimahullah narrates Hadith with one addition in it. It's another riwayat where the most beloved, there is no action more beloved to Allah wa Ta'ala on the day of Nahar, on the day of sacrifice than the slaughtering of animals. Illa, there is one exception. One exception that this one action is even more beloved than this. This is wajib on a person who has that minimum amount of wealth. That nisab he owns on the day of Eid, which is in excess of his needs, then that becomes wajib on him. That is wajib then. But Nabi Islam says, Illa, there's one thing that is still superior to this also. Can we imagine on the day of Eid, nothing better than this. Nothing that can, all very virtuous, mashallah. But somebody made one whole khatam of the Quran Sharif. Mashallah, excellent. But the Qurbani, the amal of Qurbani on that day is still greater. Somebody made 100 tawaf, for example. It was in Makkah Mukarramah. MashaAllah, SubhanAllah, 100 tawaf. But Nabi Islam is saying on the day of Qurbani, this amal is still more beloved to Allah Ta'ala. And now there's one exception. And that one exception is, Nabi Islam says, Illa silatar rahim. Except the joining of family ties. That this is even more beloved to Allah Ta'ala than the amal of Qurbani on the day of Qurbani. And that is more virtuous than everything else. Now, this is such a great amal. Can we imagine, like as we say, it came out of the blue. Now, in the middle of the virtues of Qurbani, and the virtues of 10 days of Zul Hijjah, and the virtues of all the ibadat of these nights, and then coming, building up to the peak now, that on this day there is nothing more beloved to Allah Ta'ala than the amal of Qurbani, and this is suddenly out of the blue something else came up. But suddenly something out of the blue came out, it was gold. Beyond gold. Because this has such a great position in deen, that Nabi Islam highlighted it on this occasion as well. In on Hadith Sharif, Imam Bukhari Rahimahullah narrates this in his Kitab Al-Adab Al-Mufrad, that the person who maintains family relationships, he narrates this actually from Ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, man wa wasala rahimahu, the one who observes taqwa for Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, he adopts taqwa, and he maintains family ties, he joins family relationships, then the result of this will be, that nusi'a fi ajalihi, his life, there will be barakat in his life, his lifespan will be increased, and his risk will be increased. And the third thing that is mentioned is And his family people and others around him start loving him. Because of this amal that he is doing, the effect of this comes from the side of Allah Ta'ala. That he becomes beloved among the people of his household, others around him, whatever, because of this amal of Silatul Rahim. And in another hadith, Nabi Islam says, the one who wants barakat in his life, barakat in his wealth, fal yasil rahimah. And then the other side of it, in one hadith, also narrated by Imam Bukhari, Rahmatullah, Adul Mufrad, 
community among whom is somebody that has severed family relationships. Not him alone. That is so detested by Allah Ta'ala that became a barrier from rahmat on that community. So there's much more to this subject. Nevertheless, the time has already long run out. The point is that these are very, very Mubarak days. We should be now focusing ourselves, trying to make the maximum of this Mubarak time, getting immersed in amal. Obviously, our work will carry on. We are weak. We'll need to rest. We'll do all whatever we have to do. But ample time is often just wasted. Wasted in what? Like we mentioned, social media, the phone has become the addiction of the time and hours go by doing what? All kinds of futility that too if it's futility it's still bad enough but then beyond futility total haram and then in these Mubarak days the very least the very very least is that if a person didn't do any extra amal didn't do any extra amal he didn't perform one nafil he didn't decide one ayat of the Quran. He deprived himself tremendously, obviously. Very greatly deprived himself. But he didn't perform one nafil salah. He didn't decide one ayat of tilawat of the Quran. Nabi Wasallam highly emphasized, aksiru, excessively recite the tasbih, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu. He didn't decide one also. He didn't decide one also. But there's one thing he didn't do. That in the 10 days he didn't commit any sin. Inshallah he'll still be better off than the person who was just careless about things. He made some amal as well, but he didn't bother about what sins he's committing as well. This person deprived himself very greatly, but he's still better off. That, especially this person just continuing without any care and bother, somebody's caught up in some haram, he's just carrying on with it. Somebody is just involved in going to some haram place, doesn't bother him. This is showing great indifference to this da'wat of Allah ta'ala, this invitation from the side of Allah ta'ala. Can we imagine we invited our neighbor, there's a, some very happy occasion in our home, and we invited our neighbor, so he's right next door, he doesn't have to say, no, he didn't have a lift. And maybe there's an interleading door through the yard as well. Or maybe not even entering his next door, the wall is one common wall. And now it's such a happy occasion. The happiness of the occasion is when it's shared. So now a person invites others around him, his family, friends, neighbors. So now the neighbor didn't come. They asked him, why you didn't come? How come something happened? So now I was busy playing some games. I was busy playing some games. So he says, no, no, I was just busy on my, I mean, WhatsApp. Or I was busy on Facebook. So it'll be like, you know, spitting in his face. That he says he couldn't attend the function. The Dawud, mashallah, the person went out of his way to now cater for everybody. He says, no, he was busy on Facebook. He's like spitting on his face. That he shows total disregard for that muhabbat, for that friendship, for that neighborly relationship. So now we'll be so offended. It's possible we might cut relationships with him too. Now we get so offended if somebody didn't attend our small dawat. Allah Ta'ala's dawat. Dawat of reaping from the rewards of akhirat. Allah Ta'ala is multiplying the rewards to such an extent. 
So the least we can do is not be indifferent. Not be indifferent by now, just bo- not bothering what we do, how we conduct ourselves, still speaking the same vulgarities, still indulging in the same haram on the phone, still going to places of sin and vice, still spending our nights in all kinds of futile things, that will be a very, very major problem that we're going to draw for ourselves, Allah Ta'ala save us. So we need to turn our attention to Allah Ta'ala, Ta'ala turn our heart's focus, bring the heart alive again, make sincere tawbah. This is the highlight of all these occasions. Sincere tawbah. Think about all the things that I'm doing which Allah is displeased with. Sometimes we just content ourselves, I'm making my salah, mashallah, I'm making my salah. But besides the salah, there's no other hukam of Allah Ta'ala, no other command in deen. What about so many things I'm not doing right? Did I make tawbah? Did I make istighfar? Did I beg Allah's forgiveness? So now that is the highlight of these occasions. Sincerely begging Allah's forgiveness for one one aspect. Bringing it to mind. Ya Allah, this too is my wrong, my weakness. I'm making tawbah. This too is my weakness. And turning to Allah wa ta'ala and doing what best we can in terms of amal as well. And mainly that we totally refrain from any sin. Allah wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. And Allah Ta'ala bless us with the barakat and blessings of these Mubarak days. Allah Ta'ala accept one and all and make us among His chosen servants. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a few minutes and then do anshah. Allah <laughs>
جز اللہ نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما ہوا اہل یا ربی صلی وسلم دمن ابدا الحبی بکیر الخلقی ربنا غلم نا انفسنا غلم نا انفسنا غلم نا انفسنا و علم تخفلنا و ترحمنا لنکونن من الخاسرین لا الہ الا اللہ الحلیم الكریم سبحان اللہ رب العرش العظیم الحمدللہ رب العالمین نسألوک موجبات رحمتک و عزائم مغفرتک والغنیمت من کل بر والسلامت من کل اثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, O most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive all of major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, show your rahmat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Show your blessings on the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, guide us and the entire ummah to those actions and amal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from such actions that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, full our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, make the heart become Raha Allah. Focus entirely towards you, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, remove the love of dunya from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the love of the ego from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah, remove all the evils and vices from our hearts, Ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts out from all the pride, the malice, the jealousy. Ya Allah, the love of dunya, the love of the ego, Ya Allah. Allah, from all the evils, Ya Allah, from all the vices, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the muhabbat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Fill it with the muhabbat of deen, Ya Allah, with the muhabbat of the mubarak sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, you guide us and protect us, Ya Allah. Save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Allah, save our progeny till qiyamah, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us and our progeny till qiyamah, steadfast on iman and islam, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, take us on perfect iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alameen, Ya Allah. You protect us from all the fitnas, Ya Allah. And all those who are bent on trying to harm Islam and the Muslims, Ya Allah. All who are plotting and planning to harm Islam and the Muslims, Ya Allah. And they turn their schemes against them, Ya Allah. Turn their plots and plans against them, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you protect Islam and Ya Allah, the Muslims, Ya Allah. Protect all the Basajid, Ya Allah. Protect the Madaris and Makati, Ya Allah. Protect the Khanqaz, Ya Allah. Protect the work of Dawat and Tabliz, Ya Allah. Protect all the efforts of deen taking place, Ya Allah. All the organizations of deen working on Haq, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alameen, accept one and all, Ya Allah. Allah grant barakat in each one's efforts, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Make it a means of rahmat descending upon the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah save us from everything that displeases you, Ya Allah. Enable us to do that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Allah, these Mubarak days, Ya Allah, you have blessed us with, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to appreciate these Mubarak days and nights, Ya Allah. Save us from wiling our time in futile things, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from getting involved in haram, Ya Allah. Allah, give us a tawfiq of sincere tawbah, Ya Allah. Give us a topic of Tawbat and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Allah, today in this Mubarak day, Ya Allah, on the night of Jumu'ah, Ya Allah, in your house, Ya Allah, you have allowed us to raise our hands in front of you, Ya Allah. Allah, we're making Tawbah, Ya Allah. 
Allah, we are sincerely repenting from all the sins we have committed, Ya Allah. Allah, you know us better than we know ourselves, Ya Allah. Allah, all the major and minor sins we have ever committed, Ya Allah. What we did in the darkness of the night and the light of day, Ya Allah. What we did deliberately and mistakenly, Ya Allah. Allah, what we did so shamelessly, Ya Allah. Allah, we are seeking your forgiveness, Ya Allah. We are repenting, Ya Allah. Allah, we are remorseful over what we have done, Ya Allah. Allah, we are pledging not to go back to these sins, Ya Allah. Allah, out of your grace and mercy, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, out of your grace and mercy, forgive us, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, grant us istiqamat on this Tawbah, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on this Tawbah, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, keep us under your protection at all times, Ya Allah. Allahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifa kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allah. Those in any kind of difficulty and hardship, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful things, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant, Ya Allah, whatever we have asked for, Ya Allah. Out of your grace and mercy, accept our dua, Ya Allah. Bless us what we have asked for, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, Allah, you are the know of each one's cry, Ya Allah. Each one's pain in the heart, Ya Allah. Each one's, Ya Allah, need you are aware of, Ya Allah. Allah, fulfill each one's jai's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the hujjads that have gone and are going, Ya Allah. Make their hajj easy for them, Ya Allah. Accept their hajj, Ya Allah. Make it a means of rahmat on the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you protect the haramain sharifain, Ya Allah. Protect the Haramain Sharifain, Ya Allah. Protect the Haramain Sharifain, Ya Allah. Allah, all the fitna that is being pushed into the Mubarak lands, Ya Allah. Allah, you remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Protect the Haramain Sharifain from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you make the Hajj of every Hadi, Ya Allah, easy, Ya Allah. Accept it, Ya Allah. Enable each one to spend their time and use their time in such a way, Ya Allah, that it draws down the Rahmat, Ya Allah. And they become, Ya Allah, people who take the Rahmat throughout the world, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, what we have asked for, Ya Allah, bless us with that also, Ya Allah. What we should have been asking for, did not ask, Ya Allah. Grant us that as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-alihi al-azim. ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا وتب علينا وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد